0: Okay. Welcome to Transformation Alley, 24G's podcast dedicated to companies going through digital transformation and some of the challenges, opportunities, and trends those companies are seeing and that we're seeing as well. I'm today's host, Rich Foley. I'm the Chief Strategy Officer at 24G. And today I have the honor of sitting with John Hull, who is 24G's Chief Financial Officer. John, so cool to have you.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, I'll see you, Rich.
0: Um, first of all, you're the Chief Financial Officer at Twenty Four G. It's a company that's growing pretty quickly. Maybe you could tell me a little bit about uh, the scope of that job, and what it means in an agency like like ours. Uh, so,
1: so, my main CFO uh, CFO role here um, is obviously tracking cost. Um, we're also we do several projects a month, uh, so we track approximately a hundred new projects a month. Uh, we do the job costing. Um, We do the resourcing for uh, employees we need to add um, in budgets. Um, Also, all the um, financial end, uh, keeping the P&Ls and balance sheets and working with the accountants and doing reviews.
0: Yeah, I work a lot with you on on that, John. Yes. Uh, And it's been very busy around here. One thing that people may not know, a lot of people do know who know 24G, is that we're in a very large building. It's a former bowling alley, uh, used to be called Thunderbird Lanes. It's now our our offices, and there's still 10 working lanes here. Very different from the last office that you worked in. Uh, Maybe you can start just by talking a little bit about the facility and some of the challenges of maintaining a a building of this size.
1: Yeah, so the facility, uh, uh, Scott Wiemel the CEO, was driving by, saw it, and loved it, and um, thought it would be a very good environment. At at the time, we were split up in two different buildings, so the team uh, weren't together. Uh, It was quite an undertaking on transforming this uh project that we thought was going to take a year year and a half took over two years um with a few headaches along the way but we got in um yeah we currently have approximately 48,000 square feet uh so it it, but I think it has brought the team together um and a lot of culture came out of it uh, having everybody together in, in, in one building so I think it's worked out really well
0: yeah, I mean, people love it. Um, in, in the era of COVID, it's been a little bit of a challenge because not everyone's been able to be here to um, to appreciate it. We're seeing a lot more people obviously flood into the office now as the pandemic recedes. But even when they weren't here, it seemed like the building had some sort of symbolic value. But it's still a challenge as a CFO in the building that once housed 130 or 40 people working simultaneously, where it's now half that and some some days even less. Even less, yeah. And, and that has been a struggle. You know, We designed the office, uh,
1: 150 people, uh, could comfortably uh, work here. Uh, through COVID, there were days we were down to three or four people here, just general maintenance. Uh, it, it, it is coming back, but also the work from home environment is um, through COVID has really become more of a norm uh, than you know before. We people request it, and we would like, no, everybody has to be here. But we did find out it works. But the challenges of keeping up the costs of this building without people in has been a challenge. But like you said, people, I think, are slowly uh, funneling back in. And, you know, hopefully uh, we'll be back to our old glory here in the next, you know, six to eight months.
0: Yeah, we're going to put it to work in a little bit on the March Madness party that we're going to have here, which it, is a good party space and event space for sure. Yes. But a lot of companies, though, are going through the same challenges right now. So they're they're, they're deciding in some cases these companies are still remote, fully remote in some cases, large companies. Um, and they're selling off some of their real estate or they're moving out of offices. For a company like us where we're an agency where there's technology builds happening here and collaboration is kind of part of the package. What have from your perspective as our CFO, what's the challenge been for you to sort of maintain that feeling and this building? And do you question the need for a building like this in your role?
1: Uh, Financially, I I question the need. uh, It's rough to to see uh, the the dollars go out without the, the utilization. However, now that experiential is coming back, these teams need to be together. Uh, we have a great build space that's it, not something you can do remotely. Uh, so I think we're seeing th- the need still. And you know, as business grows, it, it's becoming less painful. But I, I do, you know, for our for our environment, we really do need a, a space like this for, yeah. for the type of work that we do.
0: I agree. Yeah. Um, it it really does sort of, especially when you're working on, on some of these projects where you're literally physically working on them. It's not just coders in the background. There's, there's actually physical aspects to these activations that we do. You mentioned experiential, which really did go away for two years, and now it's kind of bouncing back in a, in a pretty strong way. Um, that said, though, there's some, you know, we talk, this is a podcast about digital transformation, and we've found, as a company that was once all together, 100%, uh, that there are roles within the company that can be remote. And, in fact, we've opened the door to more remote workers here, and some many of them are taking advantage of it. Um, we talked about the physical elements and people wanting to work together on that and why that's so important. But there are others that work remotely now. What's that transition been like for you from your perspective as, a, as the chief financial officer, and head of HR as well.
1: Yeah, I I was very concerned at first on uh, productivity, but um, in in certain of our departments like development, I I feel like it's almost uh, increased a little bit. You know, Developers, they get in their groove, and if you're disturbed, that can slow you down an hour or two. So I do feel that we had good production there. And even myself, I I work two to three days from home, and I can get a lot more done than I can here. So... I, there, there's definitely some advantages, and I'm really liking the hybrid model of what's come out with it. I think everybody's kind of got into their work groove and figure out how many days they need in the office and how many days they can, can do at home and stay productive. So moving forward, I, I don't think it's a model that's going away, um, and in some cases may have helped us. So I'm um, kind of excited for the new, the new format.
0: Yeah, what's the challenges for remote workers? I mean, when people come in in the, in the old days of our company, 24G, you would be given your laptop, yours, here's where you sit, you know, here's all, you know, getting uh, attached to all of the drives you need, et cetera. Um, what has that been like for people who are working remote? Has there been any changes in how we work things from a logistics standpoint?
1: Uh, you know, there there is um, you know a second monitor at home here and there. We, we we've uh, you know incurred some costs there, but uh, n- nothing extremely um, expensive. You know, so it, it's been flowing along good from a financial um, cost aspect. It hasn't been bad. You know, I, th- I think for the employees getting adjusted to home was more of the challenge than necessarily getting the equipment they need. Um, yeah. You know, I, I had challenges having the kids home and. And usually when you're home, you're not in work mode, and it took a while to get over that hump. But I, I think we all went through that together.
0: Yeah, I think everybody did, and having cats walk on your keyboard or kids in the background that's, or yeah, a dog barking, delivery people yeah. at the door. Uh, right, yeah. right. I mean, the, the, the normal elements of life now part of your workday meetings, and everybody seems cool with it. Um, that, that's been interesting for us during the pandemic when I think a lot of companies kind of uh, really ramped down, maybe even laid people off or in some cases even shuttered. Um, 24G went into, oddly, a growth mode, maybe because we're a digital agency and everybody turned to us looking for solutions to kind of get through this thing. Um, but we were growing through all that. We continue to grow. Um, was that, you know, from a some CFO perspective where you're seeing a lot of business dry up and we're still hiring, that had to be a little nerve wracking. It, it was a challenge. And, and I think, you know, when it first
1: hit, COVID first hit and we lost all our experiential work overnight and a few other projects, uh, we, we did have a, a small um, layoff mode but it was very very small most of those people did come back and but then we, we realized this is a time that we can grow we can develop um, you know we, we had a uh, I know we had VXP at the time uh, which is turned into LXP uh, it, it kind of gave us a time to reset and and really focus on what products we, we want to move forward um, I, I think we've come out at more focused um I feel before we would take anything that came down the line and, hey, we'll make this work, and it probably wasn't the best model. Now I I think we've got some really good brands coming out. We we invested heavily in development uh, through this time, even when the work wasn't there, but now I believe we have solid products and we're really set up to succeed.
0: Yeah, I think that was one of the most exciting things about what was a really hard and sometimes terrible time in the pandemic. um, That... We found focus. We found the ability, and I saw it and felt it too. Uh, there was this uh, element of the imaginarium. We talk about it all the time here at Twenty Four G. We would like a little Wonka factory component. We would, if somebody came to us with a, a crazy ass idea, we'd make it, and we could, we can make it. And in fact, sometimes we still do make it. But at the same time, uh, we decided to really, you mentioned VXP, invest in a product at the time, our virtual experience platform, and now our learning experience platform, which are platforms that we can now distribute to many, many clients and have a solid code base, a consistent code base that runs across all of them. That, that to me, is a, is a huge win for something uh, that was really unsettling for a lot of other companies.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I, and I think that's something we, we've been working towards for years, um, and to finally have a a product that we can just reskin and it's all the same code is is very refreshing. And I'm really excited to, to see where that can come. And I, I think it's something we've been working for and this
0: kind of forced us into it. We're going through another sort of burst right now because experiential is coming back. I think uh, I saw a hashtag on Twitter today that said COVID is not over. And maybe it isn't. I mean, it's certainly quieter in the United States, but um, we're seeing the experiential business the event business come back strong people are getting back into activations and brand stories that they want to engage with uh in the in the wild out in the real world uh so at the same time that our our uh platform business the stuff the the two products that we developed during the uh the pandemic are exploding so is the experiential business so we're sort of coming out of this thing again with a with a a, with gusto uh again as a as a the chief human Re- uh, resources officer and, and uh, chief financial officer. How do you sort of guide through those periods when you know there's more to come and you have to sort of plan for them, but you're not all the way there yet? Things aren't totally on safe ground yet.
1: Yeah, and we have built the experiential team, and, and interesting, it is coming back in a big way. People are hungry for these events. They've missed them. I think the companies realized uh, that they're missing out on getting out their new products, not doing these shows, so they're coming back heavy. And, for us, you know, May is typically a, a slower month for experiential, and you know, I was looking at the books yesterday, and we're, we're basically booked for May. So, you know, I think this is going to stay strong. Um, I think it came a little quicker than I thought. So, we are fighting to get some resources in there. Um, so, so, that part's a little bit scary, but it, it's it's exciting how quickly it's coming back, and you know, it seems like we're signing a new a new job every day or two. So, yeah, it's going to be a, a very you know, it's going to be a strong um, line of business for us this year.
0: Yeah, you mentioned lines of business. We've uh, the other thing that came uh, out of 24G is we have sort of understood the role we play with all the companies. It's been fun to be. I've been here five years. John, you've been working with 24G in various capacities for a while, too. Um, but to see the sort of organization, the structure of the company sort of grow up in the pandemic was also kind of a wild thing where we sort of uh, when you Before, when you were in an elevator and someone asked, what does 24G do? We make magic things. We're this technology, technology company that can do anything. Um, it was hard to explain this company for a long time. I think we've found our, our footing and our sea legs now in the world, and I think we're getting better at organizing and structuring and being able to explain to everyone all the amazing things we do here in an organized way.
1: Yeah, and that, that was always kind of the joke, you no know, one could really explain what we do, right? <laughs> and um, it, it's kind of like having a box of pieces that was filled and, and we kind of organized them into their own groups with those lines of business. Um, and and I think we finally have like a definition of of what each line of business does and a better understanding Um, you know before we were just looking at it as a whole financially as a company and I I think with the new line of business it's just clear on what we do and and each line of business has their goals and we're working towards those goals so it's nice to have it um, kind of split out like that
0: yeah they're they're super distinct in a way I mean our our experiential lines of business works we often are working with um, other agency partners who come to us to sort of fill in their needs on the technology front that might be development, that might be creative execution, that might be uh, on-site support. Um, whereas on our um, our learning, marketing, communication services line of business, which is really focused on on training and communication needs, is more direct to brand, and we, we manage those relationships so differently. Um, that's That was new for you when you came to 24G to sort of understand who your client is and how different it can be depending on what that actual product is, what you're working on.
1: Yeah, that that is correct. Um, and and now I, it it's so so much better defined. Um, you know, I, I I think we do have a, a clear path now in, in getting this thing sorted out.
0: So. Yeah, I'm excited about it too. Yeah. Um, the the idea though of these uh, two platforms that we talked about earlier, LXP, which is our learning experience platform, which is really moving right now, and our virtual experience platform, which is really was a replacement to some degree for live events, and then now is a hybrid. Uh, kind of companion to live events. Uh, those have required dedicated resources. In the past at 24G, we would pull in developers here and there. We'd, we'd pull in UX, UI designers where we needed them. There really wasn't a coordinated team. It was who had, a, who had like, availability, frankly. Correct. Yes. And even during the pandemic, we were sort of pulling people in as we were doing it. Now you have these dedicated teams that are there to service these products, to, to work the backlog, feature backlog, to add new elements as we go forward. Uh, and to roll out these and market them uh, much more aggressively. That's also been a big change in how you've had to hire and the way you've brought people into the company. Can you talk about just kind of a the structural change to the way we hire and the people we're hiring?
1: Yeah, the, the structural change for, for sure. We, we had a, a pool of developers, um, and we would basically put them on where the fire was. And, and I think people felt that they were getting yanked from one project to another and, and unable to really make ground on any of them. Um, we've now split it out. We, we they like have a development team for LXP. They're, they're dedicated to that. We're not pulling them off it. Um, the, the short-term costs are great because we, at the time we weren't selling the product. You know, Business was slow on the experiential. So we, we really had to dig in our heels and say, no, we're, this is a good investment moving forward. But I, I believe the teams are doing better work now. They're more focused. Um, it, and it's, it's really worked out well because LXP we we develop that quickly for how much is is in there, and um, you know it's almost ready for market, and very excited to see how it can do.
0: Yeah, from a from a CFO perspective, at least me looking at at it from my side, it seems like a, a really exciting blend of different things. Because at the same time, we talked about launching new products, and this facility which has its own challenges. I mean, I'm sure you didn't expect to have to understand how to do lane maintenance and oil, oiling, boiling, you know, bowling lanes or finding who can repair uh, bowling lanes out in the world. Uh, but you're also, in addition to those products and launching that and managing this facility, we're, we're launching a new company called Riverguide LLC, which is essentially spinning off uh, a smaller sub company that we've been sort of incubating for a few years here that's really about optimizing sales on Amazon and other platforms, other online retail platforms. That's been a whole new pro- project for you as well. Can you talk just a little bit about the sort of variety of things you work on? In the broad sense, but also just that River Guide project itself.
1: Yeah, the River Guide project that is uh, county-wise was, was a pretty fairly sizable uh, undertaking. To, to split out all the cost between the two, um, we we did feel that was the group that did need to be split out. Um, there were our other four LB's kind of work hand in hand um river guide they, they do marketing uh, mainly for amazon and there wasn't a lot of crossover we, so we thought if there's a company to break out it, it would be that one uh that group also grew from 22 employees to almost 50 in uh, 2021 so there, there was huge growth so yeah we, we split them out they're they're on their um their own accounting now so it, it's it was, it was a challenge, but I, I think it was the right thing to do.
0: Yeah. Completely yeah. different type of employee, um, obviously more marketing focus, uh, data management, understanding sales optimization and, and retail sales channels and that whole sales funnel. Um, completely different hiring needs for that than on the development side and the variety it must just uh, every once in a while uh, have you feeling a little frenetic. Pulled, yeah. it, pulled in a lot of different directions.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then, and then on top of that, splitting the other uh, groups out and the lines of business um, is an accounting challenge as well. It's you know, instead of running one company, I'm essentially running five now <clears throat> on the books. So, but we're getting through it, and it is the right way to do it. So I'm, I'm excited to get the reports once everything's set. The wheels are moving slow, but they're moving, and I think we're going to get some really good data and really know our company better uh, financially.
0: You have experience in in building companies and growing companies uh, previous to 24G. Um, we're a company that's been around for quite some time at 24G. Um, but we're, we seem to really, re- just right now, essentially, after all these years, where I think we were word of mouth marketing ourselves and really kind of growing. Now we're sort of st- taking that step to, to mid-size agency, you know, and like uh, and all the requirements that comes with, including some of the human resources needs that we have and some of the other elements that come along with a, a growing company. Um, that is a, a special type of project for any company that's making that leap. And, and a lot of companies don't quite make it to, to you know, mature to mid-level and sort of grow into a larger agency that we're becoming right now. Can, can you talk some about the challenges of, of helping a company like ours mature and some of the experiences you've had in that previously?
1: Yeah, yeah I think the larger challenges you grow are, are the, the, the layers of management that come down. And if you don't have a strong base, it, it's, it's very hard to jump from that 70 employee to the 200 company. That's that's where a lot of the companies fail is in, in the management. Um, we, we brought in EOS. Uh, it's an entrepreneurial operating system. Uh, uh, our CEO brought it in, and I think that's really got us organized, and we have a good foundation t- t- to grow now. Uh, and I was talking with uh, Joey Ryan, our HR person, and, and this is where companies fail. And if you don't have a good foundation when you're, when you're trying to make that next step, it, it's very difficult. But uh, the way we have it set up, I think it is we're, we're set up for success. We, we did the work before we did the hiring. So I think we have a good foundation.
0: We laugh a lot in the meetings that I'm in with you, John, about um, the sort of nature of a company like 24G, the, the, the kind of uh, – confidence you have to have when you're growing and and you don't necessarily have all the revenue yet but you see where you're going and you need to invest in it and the word i always like to use is swashbuckling there needs to be a little bit of uh like firm like confidence and and that's hard when you're especially when you're growing uh, like we are if you don't see it yet if it hasn't materialized fully how do you help your ceo how do you help the people that work here how do you help others? Navigate that because that can fear can hold a company like us back. I mean, part of our uh, success has been that we've been risk takers to some degree. How do you maintain that as you're growing to that next level and not fall back in this sort of more conservative approach?
1: Um, You know, you know, for me, going through this, losing the business, uh, it obviously scary times for everybody. But but I think when this VXP and LXP came out, we we saw something that we could all get behind. And and it's that belief. And when you have the belief, you can reach your goals. You know, if any of us didn't believe in that product and wavering, I I would have been very cautious building up these teams. Um, I I just feel as a company and as as our leadership team, we all believed in that. That's something we argued and and didn't always agree on everything, but we did agree that these are good products. And and once you have that momentum going, you know, I I feel comfortable spending the money on it because I think we're all behind it. Mm
0: You mentioned earlier too, the as a company like ours matures and grows, uh, the levels of management, the layers of management grows too, which adds another management challenge. Obviously, now we have all these director level people that before it was just a squad. You know, essentially, you know, you everybody got their hands dirty, and there there may have been titles. I don't know if I even had one when I started. We just jumped in. Um, now though, there are these layers. So. In, in addition to training needs that happen with some of these people who are managing for the first time or directing uh, for the first time, there's this, this, this team of people that you want to tap into because they have experiences that can help this company grow as well. And there's new processes now and new team members that are, are digging in and sort of really helping some of those younger uh, leaders and, and emerging leaders become more vocal. Uh, that's also been a challenge. And I know on the human resources side, you've got you've got help and support, but how have you helped some of those um, new emerging leaders for this company, uh, their voices be heard and to grow.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, we, Luckily, we are a training company as well. So uh, Joey Ryan put together some really good management training seminars. Um, he, he's doing them once a month now. Um, and we also record them so you can watch them. So that, that gives our new managers our policy, our structures, um, how to handle things. So, so I think on the training end, um, that, that has helped a ton for us. Um, and then just, we have strong leaders that are in there that are helping the, the, the new people coming in um, get get settled in and, and on their way. Mm-hmm.
0: So. You, you mentioned Joey Ryan. Joey is our um, human resources lead at 24G, heuristics and all the fun things that come along with that and, you know, sort of understanding what, what makes people tick and how to motivate them. Um, that part of human resources has really grown at, at 24G, including how we recruit and how we look and where we look and... Some of the task force, like our DE and I task force here, there's so many more elements to it uh, that has to be managed and maintained, and also grown and matured. and And that's a it's a pretty small team, but it's really growing fast. Uh, how do you see that expanding as we go further? As a company? Uh, I, down the line, I, I
1: you know I see an HR person for each LOB. Um, with the amount of hiring we're doing, it it is putting a lot of pressure on that team. Um, In in the growth over at Amazon, you know, we brought on Sarah as another HR uh, rep, so she's helping out. But I think down the line, I I could see an HR person for each line of business. We're we're getting to that size, you know.
0: And the other element that falls on our human resource, your human resources side of your life is, um, is frankly, the company culture and how to maintain that. We talked earlier about the fact that, uh, you know, the the bowling alley, which was a unifying element for this company and the space itself and the sort of collaborative nature of this company all working together was something that really was glue uh, for our culture. How have you, uh, in a hybrid world, and Joey primarily, and some of the team on the human resources side, worked to to maintain that culture when so many people aren't in the building anymore?
1: Uh, we, we tried to do uh, different events, I think. You know, we, we did the the, the Fat Tuesday um, <laughs> that brought in yeah. a lot of people for the yeah. Uh You know, we're, like you mentioned, we're doing the Baked NCAA. Baked goods I always do that. Bake goods yeah. will bring people in. You <laughs> uh, were doing the NCAA tournament, uh, um, doing a little party. So I, I think that is a really good thing. Good team building, um, you know, and then and also like after we do our company meetings, people stay in bowl. So I, I think just getting people back into the office for events um, is, is a good way to keep that culture together.
0: Um. The other element that we that we've also talked a lot about at twenty four g is sort of that product development um, almost every aspect of our company right now is going through sort of a a reassessment about what products we're actually providing to them you know and trying to create a replicable uh, element that we can go out and help people with and that we understand so that we're not building these sort of Frankenstein type uh, web experiences that that build over time but there's actually sort of an understood code base that's, that we're working from and that we're adding to and that we're bringing new features onto. Um, with that whole thing, not just in in some of the products like that we've talked about, our, our LXP product or our VXP product, but also on even the experiential side, really kind of create experiences that may look different on the surface but that are driven with the same essential code bases. That has been a project that has been something that uh, I know Dallas Smoke, our CTO, Uh, our chief technology officer and you have worked on really hard to sort of make sure is happening just as you're aligning the company and and keeping us from falling off that cliff. Can, Can you talk a little bit about the challenges of taming a company like 24G that loves to just do anything and sort of really helping to push even our CEO and our leaders down that path where it's a little bit more structured? Yeah, the, I think the experiential side is probably the best
1: example of that. Because we were basically starting from scratch on every product we had. I mean, there's a couple we would resell, but for the most part, it was a lot of work each time one of these come up. Uh, we're now working off two or three different primary code bases. But like you said, we can make the experience 100% different using the same code base with, with about 10 or 15% of the work.
0: Yeah. I think there's like that sort of cowboy mentality that you have to sort of uh, feed a little bit, but also uh, structure, give us some, some, uh, some rails to stay on, otherwise we will bounce around quite a bit sometimes here. Um, but we've made some amazing things too, and, and there, there, there is a little bit of an imaginary element that I don't think we want to let go of. And that's hard part of maturation. Anytime you're sort of building, you don't want to lose that sort of essence, that, that magic that was the thing that got you there in the first place. And growing and moving to that next level and being able to pull enough of that that you, that you retain a little bit of that magic and that people still don't quite know what's going on behind the curtain is really important.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, th- I think we do a good job at that. Um, I, the creative people we have around here, it, it, I'm always amazed at uh, the, the things they come up with. And uh, so it's exciting. Hopefully, like you said, we keep the magic going, but uh, we're, we're doing good so far.
0: We're well, working on it. Yeah. Um I want to hear a little bit about your background, John. Like, I, I worked with you before you were in the office full-time. You were working for 24G, had other businesses that you were managing. How did you, first of all, get to know 24G in the first place? And, um, and I'm curious about how you were attracted to the work you do any, uh, from the beginning.
1: Uh, Tony, and, and how I got involved in 24G at uh, Brett and Scott, who uh, started the company I, I knew through college, uh, Scott was having his uh, first baby. They needed a photographer for a SEMA show they did. And I had kind of worked with cameras my whole life. So, yeah, sure. So I was out there and I was talking with Brett, and I, I'd been. My background is in accounting, uh, and, and Brett was telling me that the books are a mess. and Can you help me out for a month and straighten things out? And here I am, ten years later. Yeah. Books <laughs> are, books the books are less of
0: a mess, but uh, it was a ten year project to get those in
1: order. Yeah, so that that that, that was my start here. Um, I, I also owned an industrial equipment uh, rental company. Um, that I did for 20 years uh, that I was bought out in, uh, at the end of 2019, and that's when I came on uh, board full-time here.
0: Yeah. Well, we needed you. In terms of, like, uh, where we were, um, it's funny. I, I started here. I think we had 30, 40 employees, and that was five years ago, and we're at about 130 employees now. And to see that jump, but to your point, that that jump to 200 is the toughest. And, uh, and we have definitely needed that structure and that organization mm-hmm. as we've gone forward.
1: Yeah, absolutely. When I when I started doing accounting here, we, we had 11 employees. So and that, that's the kind of growth that we, we've seen. And, and it's been exciting to watch. I've always been this has been a fun company to do accounting for um, the, the way they grow and uh, the, the, their successes through the years. So it, it, it's always it's been one of my favorite companies to work on, for sure.
0: Yeah, I think we need a couple more of you, though, John, <laughs> It's getting really busy uh, now. Um, but I, I am excited about where we're headed at 24G. And I think that um, we've needed the structure for sure, and we've needed that guidance. And I really feel like there's a, a different company than when I started here um, and, and no less magical um, and still bowling, uh, too. So that's kind of fun. and I hope that we can keep doing that for a long time as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I really you know, I think this is the year that, you know, uh, things turn around. And I'm excited to, you know, kind of our getting these new products out and really down our new road. And I, I, I think the tide is turning. You know, we, we've 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 done the work. We went through the hardships and, it, you know, I think we're, we're set up to succeed. And we're very yeah. excited for this year.
0: I'm excited to, 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 you know, see what it feels like to run with all of this and not the stop and start that the pandemic uh, period uh, provided to all of us. Now I feel like we get to actually sprint and see what that feels like. Uh, we've been training for a long time. I think we're ready to roll. I, I agree. All right. Well, John, Hall, thank you very much, Chief Financial Officer, Twenty Four G. Really appreciate you being with us today. I thank you for being uh, sitting in our in our podcast booth today. Uh, I, again, I'm Rich Foley. I'm the Chief Strategy Officer, Twenty Four G. Thanks for watching Transformation Alley. All of you watching can download uh, our podcast or subscribe at all of the streaming services uh, that's available right now. And don't forget to follow us on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Instagram. We'd love to have you there too. Thanks again for watching.